How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, we are back making our Week 7 picks in Bears versus Buccaneers. We're going to be breaking down everything in terms of the game, and at the end of the show, giving you guys our Week 7 picks in a game that will contain the widest age gap between starting quarterbacks in NFL history. Before we get into this one, I would like to say, I apologize. We have definitely been lacking uh, a little bit this week in terms of content. As you can tell, I was in Illinois. Now I'm back in Indiana, but still have to represent Chicago a little bit uh, there on the hoodie. Uh, But we are trying to post Bears content, a ton of Bears content each and every week. So if you want a lot of Bears content every week, I don't know if I can promise every day just because we're a little bit busy. Do us a favor, drop a like, subscribe, follow, whether you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on YouTube. Your support is greatly appreciated, and we're going to keep coming out with content for you guys each and every week. I am your host, Chris Malpe, today to talk about this Week 7 matchup where the Bears have a chance to get out of a little bit of a hole here and possibly get back above 500. I am joined with my co-host, Parth Shaw. Parth, IU, big game today, man. How's it going? How are you feeling today? I'm doing good. Uh, it's a little early. It's 11 a.m. Just had some breakfast. Um, a little sick. Um, but yeah, big game today playing Ohio state seven thirty or seven or something like that. I don't know. Uh, we'll be out at 4 PM, so it'll be fun. Um, but yeah, uh, going to be a great game. Hopefully we can keep it close. I'm not expecting a win or anything. So, but keeping it close would be fun. Yeah, we'll see if IU can cover that spread. I know they're three touchdown underdogs, uh, but, you know, maybe make things interesting. Uh, obviously, I'm an Iowa fan, and they went down yeah, to Purdue are, last yeah. week. You're your crosstown rival here in Indiana. Uh, so, you know, at this point, Iowa still controls their own fate. Uh, but uh, Indiana beating Ohio State would make me feel a lot better about Iowa moving forward with the Big Ten title. But we're not here to talk college football today. We've got a great slate of games. but. <laughs> We are here to talk the NFL Bears versus Buccaneers, October 24th, 4:25 PM Eastern time kickoff 3:25 PM central the three and three bears who are one and two on the road head to the five and one reigning Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are undefeated at home. The bears heading to Raymond James stadium ESPN's matchup predictor gives the bears an 18.6% chance to win this one, giving the Buccaneers a calling the Buccaneers a heavy favorite, 81.2% chance for them in this one. Let's take a look at the injury report before we move on to the spread and all that. For the Bears uh, and for the Buccaneers, frankly, this injury report uh, is quite the spectacle. Uh, So for Chicago, Jimmy Graham's going to be out. He was placed on the reserve COVID list earlier on Friday. Questionable for Chicago, Bilal Nichols, Duke Shelley, Khalil Mack, J.P. Holtz, Akeem Hicks, Tashawn Gibson will be out with a hip injury. He's been ruled out. And then Jakeem Grant and Allen Robinson, also questionable. Damian Williams, we'll see if he comes off that reserve COVID list. Uh, He's unvaccinated, which I believe means he won't be able to clear the NFL's COVID-19 protocols until Saturday at the earliest today. So maybe there's a chance he plays. He's listed as out right now. Deion Bush placed on injured reserve. Uh, so we're going to see DHC, the, uh, DHC and Eddie Jackson out there at safety. And then the big one, Robert Quinn is out. He also tested positive for COVID-19 following a positive test. But 
he is reportedly vaccinated. Moving on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, man, do they have some injuries. This is really shaping up like that uh, like that game a couple nights ago did where just a ton of important players are injured uh, on both sides. So taking a look at the Buccaneers here, if I can find their freaking injury report, um, they have a lot of players out in this one. Uh, to say the least, starting with uh, Richard Sherman, their starting cornerback. Obviously, they're really banged up at the cornerback position. Sherman with a hamstring has been ruled out of Sunday's game against the Bears. Levante David with an ankle, also out. Antonio Brown with an ankle, also out. He's someone who a lot of Bears fans were worried about. Rob Gronkowski, their number one tight end, also out of this one. Obviously, Tampa Bay also has Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy, Bunting, on injured reserve, so they are really weak there at the cornerback position. And then questionable for the Buccaneers, two more important players, Jason Pierre-Paul with a shoulder hand injury, questionable for this game, and O.J. Howard with an ankle. So we might see a lot of Cameron Bright there at the tight end position. So, Parth, I think that's the longest it's ever taken me to get through a normal injury report. But the Bears are currently 11.5-point underdogs on the road over under for the game, placed at 47. If you don't know how our pregame shows work, we normally go through our content from the week, then make our picks at the end. So we're going to be talking a little bit about the Buccaneers, talking about some keys to the game, and then making our picks. So let's start by taking a look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Overall, as a unit, this Buccaneers unit has been as strong as any, and I'm sure they're still going to be a tough opponent regardless of having all of those important players out. They're putting up 32.5 points per game on average, 436.2 yards of offense for them per game, 350.8 yards per game for the quarterback that ages like wine, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady. And then they're averaging 85.3 yards per game on the ground, a pretty solid mix of Giovanni Bernard, Ronald Jones the second, and Leonard Fournette. Defensively, it's been a little bit different of a tale of the tape for Tampa Bay. Obviously, that secondary is so banged up. They have the highest blitzing rate in the entire league, and they've been surviving a lot of these games. Obviously, they've only dropped one yeah. game so far this season, but they've been allowing 24 points per game and almost 350 total yards allowed per game. They've been allowing opposing quarterbacks to absolutely kill them almost 300 yards per game passing allowed by this Tampa Bay defense. They've been pretty solid against the rush, though. We're going to see Khalil Herbert again this week for the Bears. They've been allowing 54.8 yards per game on the ground to opposing teams, so a pretty solid unit against the run. Let's take a look at Tampa Bay's offense first. Tom Brady obviously leads the way with Leonard Fournette there. They've done a really good job at getting him involved, specifically in the passing game. As for the receivers for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we're going to see Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, no Antonio Brown, no Scotty Miller. Uh, we're going to see Tyler Johnson, the second-year player out of Minnesota, stepping up in the slot there, uh, as well as Jalen Darden. Uh, we're not sure what to expect out of O.J. Howard, but we're assuming it's going to be a mix of him and Cameron Brait, and then a pretty solid offensive line there for Tampa with Donovan Smith, Allie Marpet, Ryan Jensen, Alex Kappa, and the second-year player out of Iowa, Tristan Wirfs. Taking a look at their base 3-4 defense, I already mentioned that they've been pretty good against the run, and Dominican Sue, Vita Vea, William Golston have all been standing up 
really solid there in that front seven for them. Jason Pierre-Paul might come into this game a little injured. They still have Devin White, Levante David out in this one, and they're going to have Shaq Barrett there still at linebacker. So we mentioned all the injuries in their secondary. Antoine Winfield Jr. was questionable heading into this one. He has been removed from the injury report. He will play against the Bears. Richard Sherman out, Carlton Davis out, Sean Murphy bunting out. So we're going to see Antoine Winfield, Jamel Dean, Jordan Whitehead, uh, as well as someone like Pierre Desir there and Ross Cockrell for the Tampa Bay secondary. So Parth, I'm I'm pretty sure this isn't essentially what we expected this game to be. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I think it's pretty obvious who we're going to pick in this one, but I don't think we expected Tampa Bay to be so injury riddled. It seems like the Bears should be able to get a solid passing attack going in this one, but we haven't seen them do that in previous yeah. weeks against banged up secondaries like the Raiders and like the Packers. Uh, but overall, offensively and defensively, what do you think about these five and one Buccaneers? Um, they're reigning Super Bowl champions, you know. Uh, they have Tom Brady, uh, the greatest quarterback of all time, who's leading the way for them. Uh, I think he's 44 years old, and he's still looking really good. Uh, and that offense has a lot of star star players on that team. Uh, Rob Winkowski, uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, Antonio Brown. Obviously, he's not going to be there this week, which is huge for the Bears because that man is an absolute killer in this slot. Um, if the Bears had to face him in the slot this week, this game could have been over in the first quarter, uh, and I'm not kidding. That's how game-changing Antonio Brown has been for the Buccaneers this year. I think he leads the team with uh, receiving yards and touchdowns. Um, but I'm not going to be surprised if Chris Godwin has a big game. Uh, he's someone who's who uh, he's someone who's had, uh, I think, a really good chemistry with Tom Brady. Uh, those two did really well together last year uh, when AB was not on the team for a little bit. So I expect those two to come out firing together. Chris Godwin is also another player who's dangerous in the slot and very dangerous in the red zone. You have to watch out for that. And his speed is also something that can take up, take the top off of this Bears defense. Who This Bears secondary has had some troubles. You know, you can't blame them at the end of the day when you have Kendall Vildor at cornerback two and guys like Duke Shelley, Marquis Christian, you know, shuffling in and out at cornerback two, three. I mean, the only consistent player at that position for the Bears all year has been Jalen Johnson. And um, I, I'm, I'm going to say he's going to have a really good game again. Uh, you know, I think he played really well last week against Devontae Adams. You know, whenever Devontae entered the slot, that's like not Jalen's territory. And he still shadowed him there. And I respect respect the hell out of that for Jalen Johnson. You know, to do that, it's, not, it's a very tough matchup because Devontae Adams in the slot is very dangerous. And he's going to face another very dangerous wide receiver this week against Mike Evans. And I expect him to shadow him all week, all game, and do a pretty good job. Uh, you know, I think he's getting better as every week goes on. PFF obviously has him ranked top five in almost every ca category as a cornerback. So very excited to see how he plays again. You know, another tough game uh, against another great quarterback. You know, this Bears defense has had no breaks lately. Um, Tom Brady this week, Aaron Rodgers last week, uh, Khalil Mack. Uh, he's he's come alive this year, especially with the resurgence of Robert Quinn. Um, I know I don't think Robert Kuhn will be able to play this game because of COVID. Um, but, you know, as long as Mac is there, Keem Hicks, who someone is also questionable, I think those two guys, if they're, if they're I mean, I think when they're questionable, they 10, 10, nine out of 10 times they're usually on the field playing on Sunday. So I expect them to, you know, have a good game against this Bucks, Bucks offensive line. Uh, who Mac, even though this Bucks offensive line has been pretty stout, uh, had a pretty good game against. Uh, Papa Wirfs, baby. Yeah, Tristan Wirfs. Uh, you know, he tossed him around. I'm excited to see what Mac is going to do this he year. He tossed him around. He tossed him down and said, you can sit right down, and I'm going to sack your quarterback. 
<laughs> Literally. I, I always not. have to keep drawing back to that because I think that was one of the ba- most badass things that happened. Oh, it was so badass. It was it was amazing. Uh, that game was outstanding. Uh, I couldn't I, that. I mean, I felt so alive in that game. I I'm hoping for the same results, obviously, but. This Bucks team is very good, um, and they're led by a very good coach. Bruce Arians has done a very good job with this team, I feel like. And Todd Bowles, someone at defensive coordinator, he's he's also a specialist at defense. Uh, not the best head coach, obviously, but when <laughs> when he's focused on the defensive side of the ball, this uh, obviously with so many injuries, they're still playing really good on the defensive side of the ball, allowing just over fifty yards through the run. And the Bears obviously need the run game to get the pass game going, so. Gonna have to gonna have to definitely take some take something uh, out of another team's playbook like the Rams and just go for the full offensive uh, air raid offense against this Bucks team because this Bucks defense is really solid at protecting the run. Yeah, I mean overall, and I'll pick up where you left off with the Bucks defense. Uh, you mentioned it. Todd Bowles has done a pretty good job. Uh, with that secondary being hampered the entire season. Now, we've had, seen some quarterbacks have success against them. Matthew Safford, uh, Jalen Hurts, Mac Jones, another rookie, uh, has really been able to pick them apart so far. But it's going to be about getting the ball out. They have the highest blitz rate in the league. I'm not sure if that's because they're just a high-blitzing defense or because they're compensating for the weakness in the secondary. But they're going to be coming at Justin Fields. And I think one of my only critical points for Justin Fields so far is he hasn't been able to get the ball out quickly. And when he's been getting it away, he's sometimes been putting it in harm's way. So he's going to have to get the ball out quickly this week. A lot of maulers there on that Tampa Bay defense. And Dominican Sue, Vita Veo, William Golston, Devin White, Shaq Barrett are going to be coming at him. He's going to have to get the ball out quick. I still don't trust the Bears offensive line. I know they're still one of the worst units in the league. So just Justin Fields is going to have to get the ball out quick. And I do expect the Bears to revert more to the pass this week. Um, <clears throat> Tampa Bay is the best team that the Bears are facing so far against the run. And even though the Bears have been favoring the run so far this season uh, and relying on it a little bit, primarily because I think they have a rookie quarterback, you're going to have to throw this week. I tweeted it out earlier this week. you got to let him sling the rock. You have to accept any mistakes that come with it. Uh, get the ball to your playmakers. We haven't seen Allen Robinson getting going this season. We, we've we seen Darnell Mooney get going all right. Uh, we saw Justin have a decent connection last week with Cole Komet on a couple plays. So you're going to have to let Justin throw the ball. You traded up to get this guy 11th overall. And uh, the proof is in the pudding. That's just what you're going to have to do if you want to stay close in this game. Uh, Tampa Bay offensively, man, they're a scary unit. I really like how they've gotten to use Leonard Fournette so far this season. I don't think Parth touched on that, but he's been really good as a receiving back. Also getting some good touches. He's really become that bell cow back for them as they probably will look to trade Ronald Jones near this trade deadline. Um, Excuse me. Yeah, uh, I, I like what they've done with Fournette so far. I also don't think you can overlook Tyler Johnson by any means. He had a couple nice catches last year against the Bears. He's got a really good catch radius, run some clean routes. He's going to be filling in for them uh, with Antonio Brown out and getting some more looks. Uh, but yeah, Parth, you mentioned it. I like Jalen Johnson a lot. Uh, I do think last week was definitely difficult on him. He's still the best cornerback in the entire league uh, when he's in man coverage. Him and Marcus Lattimore. Uh, are both uh, are Marshawn Lattimore, excuse me, both the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, when you put him in man coverage, only one of four balls going Jalen Johnson's way when he's in man coverage is being caught. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm also a little bit under the weather. Um, it's getting to that season, but uh, yeah. you know, 
Overall, I'm a little bit worried about how this Bears defense is going to hold up. Having Robert Quinn, someone who's really been hitting his stride this season out, is going to hurt, but I trust that the Bears pass rush will be able to get there. I, I, I still have so much confidence in this Bears front seven that they'll hopefully at least be able to slow down Fournette in the rushing game uh, and make him a non-factor in that in terms of that, um, where you know, you're going to have to make the greatest quarterback of all time win the game, but uh, I hate to say it, I'm fully confident that he's going to be able to do that against Duke Shelley, Kendallville, Doran, Jalen Johnson. Uh, but this Buccaneers team, man, they have firepower. Uh, they're contenders for a reason, and they're going to be back in the hunt to win a second consecutive Super Bowl without a doubt. So, Parth, I'm going to pass it back over to you now. Let's head to our three key matchups uh, segment of the week and talk a little bit about the most important keys to the game. We've already touched on a lot of them in the first yeah. 16 minutes of the episode, talking primarily about the Buccaneers, their injuries, and still the depth that they have. But overall, what do you think is the key to a Week 7 win if the Bears can somehow pull off an upset here? I think you got to get the wide receivers going. Uh, Allen Robinson, uh, Darnell Mooney, these guys uh, have been quiet. Uh, you know, I mean, I, Darnell Mooney had that one big game where he had 125 yards off of five catches, but you gotta you gotta let them go. Uh, you gotta use what they're good at. Um, you know, Justin's gotta trust Allen Robinson. One thing about Allen Robinson, he's good at making contested catches. Uh, with Trubisky, uh, he liked to make those risky throws to Robinson, and it worked out sometimes. Um, I think. Justin's got to trust more, uh, especially put more trust in Robinson. Uh, he's such a good wide receiver, uh, and he has been for such a good long time. So you got to use him more. Not seeing him get a 70-yard game, 80-yard game yet, or just having one touchdown on the year, which was against the Bengals, the first drive against that game against them in that game. Uh, it's just been hard uh, watching this offense not use Allen Robinson more, especially because we've seen him used every single year uh, till this point on. And then Darnell Mooney, uh, this guy's my favorite player on the team. Uh, his speed, the way he runs his routes, um, you got we got to somehow get him in. in I mean, he, get, he gets open, uh, but we got to get him in space. Uh, I don't know what uh, routes combinations we're calling, but, you know, you got you to gotta get those guys open. Uh, and Justin's got to get it to them uh, against this Bucks defense, like we said, is currently injury riddled, especially on the secondary. And uh, they're good at protecting the run. So you got to be able to throw the ball and expand the field. And uh, hopefully that opens up the run game, especially when we don't have Montgomery. So, and maybe Damian Williams. So Herbert's definitely going to have to lead the way there. But uh, I think Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson need to be used more, especially uh, Justin Fields needs to be able to get the ball out faster and uh, hopefully hit them on the long passes against his Bucks defense, who has allowed the most passing yards per game this season. And I think a lot of, that goes into not only, I mean, obviously Fields trusting his receivers, and mm -hmm. we've seen him have better connections with these guys. As the weeks have gone forward, we've seen Allen Robinson also in interviews say that obviously it's a slow process, but he continues to see improvements, and I think a lot of Bears fans are disgruntled by the fact that he hasn't been able to get going and put up those $20 million per year numbers that we're used to seeing him put up. Um, but I think a lot of that goes into the offensive play staff uh, trusting Justin Fields as well. Obviously, the Bears made a switch from Matt Nagy to Bill Lazor as the permanent play caller. And while we've seen improvements against some of the weaker teams, like the Raiders, and I don't even think they're a weak team, like the Lions, like the Bengals, um, it's still not great. You have to tr trust Justin Fields to throw the ball. You have to trust him to put the ball downfield. Uh, and you have to accept the mistakes that come with it. I'm going to continue to say that. I think as we continue to move forward, 
that whole problem that Justin Fields is having of sometimes fumbling, uh, holding on to the ball too long, not being able to throw it away uh, and put it into the stands like he should be. I think that only continues to pan out as we move forward because uh, it seems like Fields is a perfectionist that continues to work at his craft, and he's a competitor at heart. So I do believe, obviously, that the Bears got the right guy in the 2021 NFL draft, but you have to understand that it's a process. He's a rookie quarterback but you should trust him in games like this. You put him on the field because he gives the Chicago Bears a best ch- the best chance to win the game. Uh, let him go and try and do that and try and beat the reigning champs. Uh, yeah. A lot of people calling for Nick Foles to start this week also, uh, which is pretty funny. But I think the key to a Week 7 win, I'm, I'm going to go on the flip side to you, the player that I keep bringing up this week. Parth, take a guess. Um, I honestly can't. I keep bringing up Leonard Fournette, and I think it's really okay. important that the Bears slow him okay. down this week. The last two weeks, he's averaging 22 touches per week. Uh, he also he yeah, 44 touches that. through the last two weeks, 28 of them coming last week against the Philadelphia Eagles in a game that he absolutely feasted in. He's also got three touchdowns throughout the last two weeks, almost 100 receiving yards, and almost 150 rushing yards. He's really the piece that makes that Buccaneers offense ping, in my opinion, because obviously you know that you're going to have the passing game with Tom Brady, but when you can get a really solid rushing attack going too, uh, this Buccaneers offense gets really, really scary. So if the Bears front seven can do what they've done pretty well throughout the last couple of weeks, slow down the run enough to make the opposing team become pass reliant, um, you know, I'm worried about the Bears secondary, but I do think uh, it's, it's going to, go downhill really really quickly if Leonard Fournette has a big game so if you can slow down the number one running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers someone who had so much success in Jacksonville and is really reaching his peak here once again uh, I think the Bears could have a chance to win this one hopefully force some three and outs Uh, I trust Jalen Johnson in that secondary but I know it's it's uh it's it's pretty skin and bones after that Um, but shutting down Leonard Fournette's going to be big because if he gashes you in this one uh, they're going to be able to control the time of possession, uh, and you have to get Tom Brady off the field if you want a chance to win in this one. So slowing down their run game is going to be big. Uh, they also do a good job of implementing Jones a little bit as well as Bernard in the passing game. So overall, slowing down the three of those guys I think is important. Uh, I would have gone Antonio Brown, but he's obviously going to be out in this one. Let's move into our Week 7 picks, Parth. Um, I think we've kind of been dreading this since the beginning of the week because when we started this week seven content, we were like, oh, we all know who we're going to pick. Uh, but now there's a ton of injuries for the Buccaneers. Uh, and we're hoping, and I can't bank on it like I have mm-hmm. been in the last couple of weeks, but we're hoping that the Bears are going to try and throw the ball downfield and get Justin Fields more involved in this game. Hopefully have him throw the ball 20, 30 times, uh, if not more than that. But... um. With all the injuries on Tampa Bay's side, the Bears are still facing the greatest quarterback of all time. Parth, let us know your Week 7 pick, who you think is going to win this one and why. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. Um, you know, it's a game against the best quarterback of all time. Uh, the Bears are obviously playing with a rookie quarterback and haven't been able to find much success lately. Um, uh, the defense has been holding up. I'll give it to them. But the offense is still, you know, bottom five in almost every category possible. It's the same story ever since exactly. 2019. It's the exactly. same story. It's always the offense can't get it going. <laughs> and, you know, here we are. Uh, it's the same story again. But, uh, you know, I think the Bucks win this one. Uh, they win it actually pretty easily, in my opinion. I'm going to go 34-17, to 17, Bears lose. Uh, 
it's just gonna be a tough game. That's what I'm gonna go with. Yeah, uh, you know, I I think I actually, I don't know if it was us. It I, maybe it was one of us or Jalen. I think I picked the Bears to beat the Buccaneers last year. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to go back and watch the tape. Obviously, that 20 to 19 game uh, that was absolutely yeah. incredible. The be- hands down, in my opinion, the best game of last season. Uh, Thursday night football, the Bears were able to take down the Buccaneers at Soldier Field, but. Uh, I unfortunately think Tampa Bay extracts their revenge in this one. Uh, the Bears are down a couple key players. Tampa Bay obviously down a ton of important pieces. I just don't think the Bears have the firepower on offense to get it done. And to be completely honest, coming into the season up to now, this was a game that I expected that the Bears would lose. So I guess, you know, obviously I'll be rooting for the Bears to win and want them to win. But I guess I'd be fine with them losing this one because it was a game on the schedule that I predicted them to lose. Um, so the games in the next couple of weeks against teams like the Ravens, the Steelers, and the 49ers are going to become ever so more important if the Bears drop to below 500 here. But, I, you know, I, I think a win in my book in this game would be Justin Fields finally having a really solid game where we see multiple touchdowns from him and him slinging the rock. I think there's no reason to shy away from that this week. I just think it's not enough. So I'm going to go Buccaneers by a score of 31 to 17. I think Tampa Bay puts up four scores in an additional field goal and gets it done in this one. So let us know if you're listening on YouTube down in the comments how you think this game is going to go. Also, if you're listening in on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, do us a favor, drop a like, subscribe. We're going to be bringing you guys our week seven post game show tomorrow after the game, sharing our thoughts on however the week seven game goes. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. To our week seven pregame show. If you want more content from us, head to our website, beardown.com. We're posting columns, articles, and blogs, getting you guys for, ready for the week seven matchup against the reigning Super Bowl champs. We're giving away a Justin Fields jersey in week eight. We have decided that giveaway is going to be next week. So we're going to give away a Justin Fields jersey on social media. So if you want to enter that giveaway and find us on social media, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at beardown. And finally, you can find the links to me and Parse personal social media pages down in the description, both our Instagram and Twitter pages. It's another great way to interact with us. And you can see our thoughts on all things Bears, all things Big Ten, all things college football, uh, all things NFL, and the entirety of Chicago sports. So, Parse Shaw, a lot going on right now. Uh, college football, MLB playoffs, the Astros advance to the World Series. The Bulls are back there too, and oh man, they are going to be some fun to watch this season. But any last words before we sign off? Yeah, no, uh, I'm excited for the Bulls, obviously. Uh, they're looking good. Lonzo Ball, uh, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Levine, Vucevic, all these guys are playing well together so far, and they're only going to get better as the season goes on, so I'm excited to see how they play. And obviously tonight, a big game, and then uh, I guess the Astros. I don't really care. Uh, baseball's over. The season's <laughs> over. <laughs> the Petty White Sox fan, man. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm 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 excited about the Bulls, man. Um, I think at heart, uh, obviously I'm a Bears fan first, but I'm definitely a Bulls fan second. Uh, it's been tough these last couple of years watching them when uh, only Jimmy Butler's around, and he's really the only solid piece we have. So Demar Derozan has been my favorite player in the league for quite a yep. couple of years. So I'm pretty sure I'll probably be shipping one of his jerseys out here soon. Uh, I, I, and I obviously, Lonzo jersey. Yeah. Lonzo's a beast. I, I, I think people can't 
forget about uh, Alex Caruso as well off the bench. The Bulls have a lot of depth this season. I'm not saying they're world beaters, but I expect them to be a pretty decent playoff team and hopefully in contention in what is a wide-open Eastern Conference. Uh, if I had a podcast about anything but the Bears, it would definitely be the Bulls. Uh, so definitely fun seeing them play well again. But a lot to look forward to this weekend in Chicago sports. Blackhawks playing, Bulls playing, Bears obviously tomorrow. So a lot to be looking forward to this weekend as a Chicago fan. Should be a good one, and we'll see if the Bears can head into Tampa Bay and Justin Fields can somehow up to, uh, upset uh, Tom Brady. Should be an interesting one, and he should hopefully be slinging it out for sure. Guys, it's been a pleasure to be your host. Once again, my name is Chris Malpe, and Bears fans, as always, do us a favor and stay safe and bear down. We'll see you in our Week 7 postgame show coming tomorrow night after the game around Sunday night football. And that's pretty much it for us, guys. Peace out.